Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Now, in this episode, we're going to be reading through a couple of psalms together. I believe one of the best ways to teach how to pray is through demonstration, and so I'm going to be doing some prayer demonstrations as I am reading through the scriptures. Um, I really want you to allow your spirit to be moved um, as we engage with the Word of God and allow the Word to navigate how we're going to pray. So I believe uh, there is really no right or wrong way to pray, um, but I think God has given us the, the prayer manual through the Word, and so I think we could be praying, I believe that we could be praying more authoritatively and more forcefully if we're using truth in our prayers instead of making up things to pray for or asking God uh, timidly for things. There are things that we can be and should be declaring because the word says it. So today I'm gonna start with something, just a psalm, uh, which really was David or a psalmist uh, really having conversation with God, interacting with the Lord, and it's captured on paper for us. So I'm going to start in Psalm 61. If you have your Bible, you can open that up and follow along with me, or you can just listen. But either way, I declare that your spirit is being engaged even right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, that hearts are being opened, that the spirit is opening up the minds of the people that are watching. God, that we are not listening with our minds, but we are listening with our spirits in Jesus' name. All right, I'm going to start in Psalm 61. It says, hear, me, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So God, I thank you that you hear my cry and that you attend to my prayer. Now listen, I'm making a declaration of what is true based on what is being said here. Attend to my prayer. Pay attention to my prayer. God, I thank you that when I speak, I can be sure that you are listening. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you, God. I choose you, God. I choose to pour out my heart to you no matter where I'm at, no matter how far I'm gone into my own emotions, into my circumstance, into a relationship, into my thoughts. Come on, sometimes the end of the earth is in your own head and in your own emotions. Sometimes we feel like our circumstance has taken us to the end of the earth. But I am declaring that I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And so, God, I confess that I have cried to other people and to other things, and I have not cried to you first. And so, Father, I declare that you are leading me to the rock that is higher than I am. God, I thank you that there is a way, that there is a a heart, that there is a truth that is higher than I am. And Father, I declare that I find that in you. You have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Come on, this is verse 3. God, I declare you have been a shelter for me. God, you have been a place where I have hidden myself. You are a place that I can tuck myself into. That when the storms of life are overwhelming, God, I thank you that I find shelter in your love and in your presence. You are the strong tower that I rest in, in the presence of my enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. Come on, I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Come on, I will seek hospitality with your presence. Come on, I will be at home with you, God. 
I will abide. I will remain in your tabernacle forever. Come on. These are declarations. These are things you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, Lisa, you will. Today, you will. I will find shelter in God and God alone. I will find shelter from fear in your love. I will feel, find shelter from anxiety in your peace. Come on. I will feel fear. I will find shelter. I will seek shelter in your love, God. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. Come on. Some of us have made some vows that we shouldn't have made. And God has still heard them. And I'm not trying to shame you, condemn you, or fear you. But this is your opportunity to say, God, show me any vow that I have made that goes against you. Have I made a vow with fear? Have I made a vow with anxiety? Have I made a vow with anger? Have I said or declared in my heart, I will never forgive that person. I will never overcome depression. I will never be well. Come on, what are the vows you have made that God says these vows are not my vows? These are the vows of your circumstances. These are the vows of your emotions. These are the vows of your offense. Come on, we break those vows right now in the name of Jesus. If you feel like the Holy Spirit is revealing a vow that you have made in your heart that is not from God, I'm going to encourage you to say, I break the vow. Come on, activate your healing. I break my vow. I break my vow with depression. I break my vow with addiction. Come on, somebody out there has addiction and somebody has told you you will never be set free from that addiction. That you're always going to be an addict. That once an addict always an addict. But I declare to you that the Bible says that it is for this purpose that the Son of Man was manifested to utterly destroy the works of the devil in your life. And I break that vow off of you in the name of Jesus. You have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage, come on, of those who fear your name. What he's saying is the heritage of my enemy. God is saying he will give those things to me. And so God, I receive the heritage that you have appointed for me. You will prolong the king's life in this context the king that he's speaking of is you and I, basically the royal nation, the royal priesthood. We have been brought into the royal priesthood of Christ. You will prolong my life. I declare that even as I'm sitting here, God, you are prolonging my life. His years, as many as generations, he shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing. So he's talking about the king here and, and the generations of preservation that the Lord wants to bring into your lineage. And as we sit and we saturate ourselves, come on, as we get prepared and preserved by mercy and the truth of God, but not just you, the generations uh, after you, your children, your children's children. So I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. What vows do you want to make right now to God? God, I make a vow that I will be mindful of you throughout the day. God, I make a vow with grace. God, I make a vow with tenderness. 
I make a vow with kindness. Come on, we need to we need to make a vow with some of the attributes of God and break the vows that we have made that are not the attributes of God, that they're the attributes of your mama or your daddy or your grandma. Come on, just because your grandma or your mama or your daddy had depression, they had anger, doesn't mean you have to. Just because they were in poverty doesn't mean you have to be in poverty. I make a vow with prosperity right now. I declare that because I am in the kingdom of heaven, that I am one with a prosperous mentality that you have designed to be to lean forward. I receive the original blessing that says everything I do will prosper, that I am designed to multiply, to stand upon the earth. I make a vow with authority, kingdom authority, that I will not be fearful, that I am not the tail, but I am the head. I am not beneath, but I am above. Come on, I'm just declaring scriptures now. And I'm declaring what is true. I'm enforcing truth in my life through the authority of Scripture. Now you can see I've kind of swayed off of just Psalm 61. And the reason is because the Spirit is reminding me of other Scriptures that are supporting and telling me the things I should be praying and the things I should be declaring. I'm not making any of this up. Deuteronomy 28 says you're the head and not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. This is why it's so important that you read the Scriptures so that the Spirit will resurrect those things in your time of need so that you can declare what is true. Psalm 62, let's move on. Psalm 62, it says, Truly my soul silently waits for God. For him, from him comes my salvation. Truly my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotion is quieted. It silently waits for God. Come on, we're talking about our soul. We're talking about our mind, the way we think. We're talking about our emotions, the way we feel. And some of us need to silence our mind and wait on God. Some of us need to silence our emotions and just shh, wait on God. Come on, there's power in just pausing and saying, shh. I'm just going to hush my mind. I'm going to hush my emotions and I'm going to wait on God. For from him comes my salvation. Come on, some of us have been saved for eternity, but right here, right now in this moment, you need saved. You need rescued. You need rescued from your own thoughts. You need rescued from your own emotions. You need rescued from your rejection. You need rescued from your depression. You need rescued from feeling worthless, for not feeling like you have a purpose, feeling like you have no value. Come on, some of you need rescued from that. And so I just declare a hush coming upon your soul and a waiting upon the Lord until you begin to hear the whispers of the kingdom silencing and rescuing you, saving you from those things even in this moment. He is my defense. God, you are my defense. Come on, some of us try and defend ourselves. Sometimes I cannot defend myself from myself. When I am having, when, I, when my mind is stuck in a loop, when my emotions are stuck in a loop, I need God to defend me. I need God to rescue me. I need God to show up. But I have to sit in His presence. I have to silent myself and wait on Him. Quit trying to figure it out for yourself and let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. How long will you attack? Amen. You shall be slain, all of you, like a, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. Listen, how long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. He's talking about the weaknesses and the frailty of man, the inability to be firm, to be upright, to stay secured without God. I can relate to that. I know you can relate to that. 
They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. Come on, he's talking about the fickleness of man and what we're going to experience from people around us. My soul won't wait on a man. My soul will not put its hope in a man. My soul will not look to a man. When I'm saying a man, I'm talking a man, woman, human, person, whatever. I am going to wait on God. My soul, wait silently for God alone. Now, I love this because David is saying, my soul, wait silently for God alone. He's speaking to himself. It's as if he's looking in a mirror and saying, hey, Lisa, hey, mind, hey, soul, shh. Stop waiting on the people around you and start waiting for God alone. Come on, if we waited on God the way we wait on people sometimes, we would change our life. My soul, wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. Listen, if you struggle with disappointment, it's possible that you have false expectations. I'm just going to say that. And I say that with you, not at you. But God is a God who does not disappoint. So if we place all of our expectations on him, we will not be let down. For my expectation is from him. My expectation is on him. He is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my defense. Therefore, I shall not be moved. Okay, okay, okay. Now I declare every emotion that you are being silenced right now. And I declare that you will no longer move me. You will no longer rock me. You will no longer overwhelm me because God is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my defense. He is my only expectation. And I will sit in his presence, in his presence alone. He is the rock of my strength. He is my refuge. It is my God. Come on. If you declare these on a daily basis, it's going to change some things in your life. I'm not saying watch me declare it. I'm saying you declare it. Take that authority for your own life. Buzana says trust in him at all times, you people. Come on, I can pause on that alone. Do I trust in you at all times, God? I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal to me even right now places, times, spaces where I have not trusted in you and you alone. And I repent of those places. Come on, if God is showing you those places right now, take a moment, push, pause. This is important. Do not rush the work of God. Allow him to show you the things that you have placed your trust in that are not from him. Allow him to set you free. Shift your trust. Shift your expectation. I pick my trust off of that person and I place it on God. Come on, I pick my trust up off my paycheck and I put it on God. I pick my trust up off of that relationship and I put it on God. Come on, sometimes we just need to physically pick that thing up. I pick that thing up and I place that trust on God. This is so powerful. Surely men of low degree are but a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Come on, he's talking about the importance of man. I'm not saying that people aren't valuable. Obviously, people are valuable. We're all a creation of God. Your value, I'm valuable. But when we begin to place value on that person more than we value what God says to you, who God is to you, what God has in mind for you, when you value a person more than you value God, they have become your God.
And he is saying here, look, what their opinion, what they have to say is just a but of vapor compared to me. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Why? Because it's not about the riches. It's about the God of the riches. My hope isn't in the riches. My hope is in the God of the riches. My hope is in God. It goes on and says, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this. That power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy. For you render to each one according to his work. The once and twice phraseology in here is not contradictory, but it's a poetic technique to emphasize the importance of God, not just speaking once, but speaking twice, over and over again, that his message is consistent. His message is consistent. So God, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you have empowered us to pray with authority because of your word. I pray, God, that that you would feel empowered by the word, that you would recognize that you have authority. It's not about praying well or praying powerful. It's about praying the word. It's about praying what is true. And so, God, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us what is true. And with that, you've given us authority to declare things in our lives and to shift things in our lives. I pray for every viewer, I pray, Holy Spirit, that they would begin to feel the life and the activity of your word. You say that your word is alive and it is active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword, and it divides between the soul and the spirit. And so I thank you, Father, that you've divided between our emotions and what is true. You've divided between our thoughts and what is true. You've divided between our circumstances and what is true. Come on, that's what it means when the word comes in and says, I, I hear that you are overwhelmed, but I declare that I am your rock. I hear that you are anxious, but I declare that I am your peace. I hear that you don't feel loved, but I declare that I am your love. Come on. I see that you've been rejected, but I declare that I have accepted you. See, it's dividing between what's happening in the soul and what is true by the word. That's why it's so important that we know the word. All right, you guys, remember enforcing purpose. It starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.